0: Welcome to the Metaphysical Martini Show, where wit and wisdom come together to bridge the gap between the spirit realm and the physical world, with Ani Alvedisian, the Mad Shaman, a production of CosmicReality.com. Hello, everyone. I'm Arnie Avedisian. Welcome to Metaphysical Martini. Three parts spirit, one part rational mind. Add two drops of optimism. Give it all a good hard shake and pour. Dress it with the olives of grace and empathy. Sit back sip slowly and contemplate the wonder of cosmic co-creation. And a hearty hello to everyone out there. Hello, hello, hello. Thanks for joining me for yet another round of cocktails on this week's Metaphysical Martini, the show that tries to sort out what's true, what's woo, and what gets flushed down the loo in today's How many falls must Biden take before you figure out he's a well-baked fake? The answer, my friend, stares us right in the face. It's the most tragic of comedies experienced by the human race. And the US gets weaker as Asia grows stronger. Mass compliance empowered the scaremongers and made their reign of terror longer. I think it's time for an all-out intervention. This poop-fest needs some serious circumvention. larsenesque Not sexy enough to be burlesque. Our collective ignorance is quite grotesque. Strange, bizarro little world. As always, my darlings. We try, we try to do this with as much dignity and decorum as can be mustered on any given day. And we are not always successful, I'll admit to that. But we are on a bound to give it our best shot. And on this show, The Metaphysical Martini Show, we do love the odd shot now and then. Yes, we do. In fact, let me take a sip of today's drinky poo and see if it's a winner or a sinner. Hold on there. Don't go away. Sipping is happening. Ooh. Mmm. Ooh. Mmm. An unusual melange of flavours, but I like both of them. Very nice. We'll talk more about that. Uh, no, that's a winner, not a sinner. Oh, yummy. Okay, good. A little effervescent. I might burp during the show, but so do forgive me for that. If you are joining us for the first time, a warm welcome to you. Be advised, my darlings, this show is not politically correct because we do not wish to erode the intellect. Martini heads are level-headed folks. We understand who runs the world, how and why. We know all about deep state and we also know a great deal about deep dish pizza. We are spirit-centered patriots, not media-manipulated idiots. Our goal is simple, to expose corruption, make mankind aware of its planned obsolescence and to empower we, the people, to get up off our asses and do something the heck about it. You could say, my darlings, that metaphysical martini is where the Holy Spirit meets top-shelf distilled spirits, and what a glorious union that is, unless you take it too far, in which case the distilled spirit will bypass the Holy Spirit and you will find yourself in a prison of your own making, so don't do that. Please don't, because cocktails are fun if you stick to just one. On today's show, we will be answering listeners' questions on the paranormal phenomena. Woo! Uh, we might manage a silly poem or two, and we'll have the Wizard's Gizzards, where I will give you tips on how to clear bad juju in your home. And of course, we will end the show by sharing the cocktail of the day. Of course, that's always my favorite part of the show. Before we get into uh, the meat of the show, quack, uh, nothing to do with ducks, it's questions, answers, and comments. Let me take a moment to thank the people who make intergalactic distribution of this show possible Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. Friends, do you wish to lift the veil of earthly duality? Is it time to develop your personal code of conduct and morality? Then head on down to Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington, where you will meet like minded people just champing at the beat to support you. Whether you are looking for gifts or tools for personal development, when you visit Mystical Wares, you will be in your element. Online or on location, you'll be sure to give them a standing ovation. A day at Mystical Wares is a day well spent, and their customer service, well. It's heaven sent. Mysticalwares.com It's the bomb! Okay, my darlings, let's get on with the show. And let's start with quack, questions, answers, and comments. Darlings, if you would like to share the notorious nuggets of your noggin with martini heads across the globe, send your emails to me, arnie at arnieabadician.com or via snail mail to CosmicArnie, P.O. Box 714, Wilsonville, Oregon, 97070, USA. And please let me know if and how you wish to be identified or I shall refer to you as omit personal details. All righty. Let's go ahead and shake up the fishbowl of perpetual perplexity and see what pops out. <gasps> shaky, 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 shaky. What do we have today? It's all paranormal stuff today. This is from Julia in Cottage Grove, Oregon, who asks, "Dear Annie, when you are called in to identify and clear paranormal stuff, do you ever get there to find everything is normal?" And perhaps it is all happening inside people's heads. Is there such a thing as paranormal or is it all mental health? Jolly good question, Julia, if I say so myself. Um, Yes, actually, that does happen more, more often than you would think. So you're asking me also, is paranormal a thing or is it all mental health issues? Difficult question to answer. So let me put it this way. Paranormal simply means things outside of our area of familiarity. So what's paranormal to me is, uh, you know, well, there's very little that's paranormal to me, but a great deal, perhaps, that is to you. You know, people have difficulty accepting things they cannot see or feel with their physical senses, you know, as real. But we live in a multidimensional universe and it's a very busy place. And we humans, we're trained to engage only with a very teeny tiny part of it. The other part of that, I would say, it's uh, mankind. We are not good at accepting responsibility for our actions. It's oftentimes easier to blame something or someone else for the creation of our inner demons. Sometimes it is a figment of someone's imagination, But we go ahead and we clear the property anyway because a clearing will give us clarity and hopefully bring peace to our clients. Sometimes um, they are convinced when they call us, it's just one ghost. Arnie, there's a ghost. Okay, right, fantastic. I do ghosts. uh, Show me the ghost. And they say, well, it's standing here. It's occupying one space. And these spaces, interesting, they're either in the attic or the basement or next to the washing machine. And when I get there, well, you know, ghosts are people, they don't just stand in one place and they like to keep each other company. So the one ghost, the one ghost that is standing motionless next to their washing machine, uh, turns out to be an all out ghost party. And those are always fun to clear. You know, and I'm not joking. They are. They're fun because you meet strange and interesting people in this job and most of them are dead. So you never have to call them back or, you know, honor party promises. And sometimes. The noises our clients hear, you know, strange little bumps in the night and lights going on and off at odd times. To be honest, most times they can be attributed to bad plumbing or to electrical problems. And you never know what you'll find, you know, and that keeps it very interesting for me. You know, I love the paranormal part of my job. It's, it's, it's fun, fun, fun. Um, I will mention uh, Julia since you asked about mental health, I just have to go ahead and say it, but since the whole COVID fake vaccination bioweapon kill everybody in the world agenda started up, mental health issues have reached new and unholy heights. A significant percentage of calls are from people who have been vaxxed and boosted, especially boosted. And I always ask, You know, I don't feel bad about asking. I ask because it is my duty to do the best I can for a client. And I also record each and every clearing for my own research and development. I never share names or locations. So we're having a great deal of paranormal activity. And I do mean a great deal. A high percentage of paranormal activity reported from people who have been boosted. Um, Also hormonal imbalances. You know, I could talk a little on that. Um, As a woman in her late years, I can tell you that menopause is not a dream come true. Um, It's also perfectly natural. You don't want to go blocking it. You can manage it nicely with Chinese herbs and a bit of acupuncture, but it's a natural process. But when your hormones are all over the place, you do get a little paranormal and that goes to a little paranoia. Or well, you get a little paranoid, I should say, and that can easily turn into paranormal. Um, you know, midlife crisis will also bring that on. You know, men have their own version of um, of menopause. And then we've got this thing with, oh, please don't get me started. Um, the puberty blockers given to children. Dear God in heaven, make it stop. Um, they are effing those children up big time and they are not in their right minds. So, yes. You take all that into consideration and, well, yes, mental health issues are a part of it. We are, of course, source energy. But when we filter all that glory through our neat little meat bodies and our ancestral coding, and, of course, add to that all the globalist propaganda designed to distract us from our true cosmic nature, well, let's just say that in today's world, one has to work hard to maintain sanity. And as a paranormal peep of many decades, I can say that the physical world today is stranger than most paranormal phenomena I have experienced over the years. Good question, Julia. Thank you for asking it. You know, I feel that a greater part of my job is to downplay the weirdness, to make sense of the situation, to guide people back to common sense and sanity i despise those television shows that make a point of sensationalizing paranormal activity i mean they do it of course to increase their viewership but it does a disservice to the expansion of consciousness people watch those shows and then you know a light bulb burns out in their house as they will and all of a sudden they think they have paranormal phenomena it's just a light bulb people so it's sad to see how manipulated people are by the bullshit they're being you know spewing forth um from their television screens so do bear that in mind and i, I do advise people don't watch those shows they're rubbish in my opinion they're absolute rubbish okay uh let's take another question uh, this is from tanya in ashland oregon who asks dear Annie, what are floating orbs Are they ghosts or fairies or aliens or what? Okay, Tanya, let me have a little sip of my drinky poo and I'll answer that for you. Mm. Excuse me. It's still uh, hay fever season here in Oregon. Tanya, I have lost count of the number of photos of orbs that people send me. And with all the graphics programs available today, you know, Adobe Suite, Photoshop, and all that stuff, I can't trust a photographic image. They can be anything. They can be balls of dust or pollen. But that said, orbs are excellent vehicles for travel. So, yes, they could be fairies, they could be spirits, or some other type of energy getting from A to B as quickly and safely as possible. You know, I've seen many orbs myself. I've seen multiple orbs bouncing around in a field for no apparent reason, only to learn that a crop circle appeared in that location the next day. I've cleared vast tracts of uninhabitable um, or uninhabited farmland and commercial properties where multiple orbs have appeared and danced in front of me. Um, You know, usually I'm far too busy to engage, but some of them I do have time to converse with. And, yeah, I'm delighted to learn things from them. They're gathering intel. I remember one clearing I did in particular um, up by the Canadian border. That was great fun. Um, I said to the orbs, hey, where'd you come from and what are you doing? And one of them allowed me a glimpse into its archive. It showed me video clips of off-world racers visiting Earth, gathering flora and fauna, Samples of the local water and soil and even the feces um, of the local wildlife. So orbs can be many things because the shape is an excellent vehicle for travel. So my advice, um, don't flip out when you see orbs in real life or in photos. The universe is a busy place and it never sleeps. It's always buzzing with activity. And also, you know, if we're talking about photographs, Photoshop is a thing. What else do we have today in our little fishbowl of perpetual perplexity? Let's give it a little shake and see what's in there. Oh, oh, yeah, I remember this one. This is from Clarissa, who asks, Ani, is Satan the adversary, the devil? Aha. Uh-huh. Interesting question. Clarissa, as with most things, opinions differ on this subject the devil uh, he makes the best egg recipes though doesn't he the devil whoever he is um anyway i'll start with this i'll start with this there is no opposite to source because every expression is present within it so the devil per se does not exist some would say oh it's the archangel lucifer who chose to turn away from source and divine co-creation in favor of experimenting with genetic material. And indeed, that happened. But is he Satan? Let me have a think. I've thought. I think not. So the word the adversary, the word means challenger. So in my mind, what makes sense to me is that Satan, the adversary, is the ego programming, which, as I discuss at every available opportunity, is not part of the divine blueprint for mankind, but a code written later on to corrupt our connection with source energy. Now, do strange disfigured creatures exist? Yes, they do. Do they bring darkness and confusion? Yes, they do. Uh, That is their purpose. But once you realize that these creatures are not divine constructs, but illusions created by physical forms to enslave mankind via mind control through fear, then you can begin to think of the devil as the chap portrayed in South Park, which is an irreverent adult cartoon on television. I enjoy it very, very much in this uh, show called South Park. The devil is big and red and muscular and he has horns, but he's also effeminate and he is Saddam Hussein's boyfriend. And furthermore, he's the bottom, not the top, as they say in that world. And all he wants is a stable relationship and love. It really is true. It really is true that everything we want is on the other side of fear. So if we think about it, you know, oh, the devil, Oh, fear is an abnormal reaction for a creation of the divine to experience. It is. Let's think about that for a while. You know, mankind has allowed itself to be held hostage by illusions conjured up by a handful of sociopaths whose only goal is to transform all that is wholesome and holy into a dystopian realm of depravity. So look around you today. Look around you. If you refuse to succumb to the illusionary control mechanism known as fear, then you'll be objective and you'll be calm and you'll be cool-headed and it won't take you long to figure it out. But if you continue to succumb to fear, you've got your ego programming and you'll always be in fear and you'll always believe in things like the devil. But if you overcome it, your intuition will develop in leaps and bounds, and the glory of the divine and your human experience will be as one, with no sense of separation. And, you know, that, my darlings, is what we call lifting the veil from duality. That is exactly what we need to do, because that is the over picture, the big picture, the reason why we all have physical incarnations. Um, so that was a good question. We've got some good questions here today. Let me take a little sip of my drinky poo-poo. Hold on. Mm. I don't really want to drink this cocktail. It's just that, you know, I have hay fever and it's a little dry, you know. Okay, let's take another question on all things paranormal. Let's shake it up a little bit. Mm. So this is from, um, haha, you coward. This is from Omit Personal Details. And Omit says... What happens if a ghost refuses to go to heaven? What happens to it? These are good questions. Thank you for asking that question, because you know what, darling? We have far too many ghosts on this realm. So how should we approach this? Should we start at the very beginning? No, let's do the quick version. When we die, a portal opens and we ride the rainbow back home. The portal always opens, but we don't always go through it. Why is that, Arnie? I'll tell you. Because we don't suddenly become pure enlightened beings the moment we lose our physical bodies. You know, the soul is wrapped in the light body and the light body contains all the aspects of our chosen earthly personalities and experiences. So when John Smith drops dead, and his essence leaves the physical body, the light body is still registering John Smith and all the character traits are intact. So the circumstances of our passing will make a difference to our departure, you know, to our transition into the next realm. If we are massively high on drugs or drunk as skunks at the moment of our death, that is recorded on the light body. If we have serious mental health issues, that is recorded on the light body. If one is in any type of altered state, one might not realize one is dead and ignore the portal. If one knows one is dead, but believes he has sinned and thinks of God as a biblical God, vengeful, judgmental, with multiple personality disorder, one may fear punishment and refuse to take the portal to heaven. There are many reasons why people stay behind, and I've heard some doozies in my time, but staying behind is a bad idea, and I will tell you all why. The physical realm, darlings, is for physical people with physical bodies. Our physical bodies eat solid food, and we drink the wet water, and we breathe the air, filled with chemtrails, but we breathe it anyway, and so forth, and all of the physical stuff, right? So to be stuck on this realm in a light body, it's a bit like being paranoid in an acid trip. There's food and you can see it, but you can't eat it. And you're thirsty and there's water everywhere, but you can't drink it. And you can't touch anything. You can't grasp anything because your hand goes right through it. No one can see or hear you. You're screaming, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm stuck. I'm stuck in a world and I have no meaningful way of interacting with it. So you're a ghost stuck in the wrong realm, but still in your human character. It's very frustrating. It's not the way it's supposed to be, which is why we move ghosts on at every available opportunity. And it's funny, you know, well, to me anyway, people are afraid of ghosts. Oh, ghost, I can't see it, but I can feel it. I have a sense of it. Oh, I'm terrified. But, you know, ghosts are the ones experiencing the fear. Because they're stuck in a realm they can't interact with. On this realm, they don't have access to the heavenly nourishment necessary for their growth. So to remain alert, they steal energy wherever they can find it. That's why people report being touched in the middle of the night. You know, trying hard not to disturb us, the ghosts are grabbing an an energy snack. They need our electrical energy. They hang out near electrical boxes. I know I'm always pulling them off them. You know, they hang out around fast-moving water, anything that generates electricity. And if they don't do this, they will starve. They will suffer greatly and become weak. The worst case I have seen was back in the UK. A client um, bought a nice new home and reported an odd plaintiff moan coming from the garden shed area. And she reported feeling despair whenever she worked in the garden, and wanted it cleared because, well, she wanted to plant a kitchen garden. And if it was a ghost, she didn't want haunted vegetables, you see. So when I was in the garden shed, I saw this pile of goo, non-physical goo. I could make out that it was human and female, but barely And to be honest, at that time, I was quite young. I had no idea how to handle Lady Ghost Goo or how to move her on. But I do know how to ask for help. And, uh, you know, our heaven, which is called Nirvana by the residents, has special forces like angelic delta force type beings who can handle anything. And it was my honor to witness one of them show up and gently scoop her up bag her i kid you not and take her back to heaven for some serious rehab you see unless we go back to nirvana we will remain in our human persona but in light body form and that is not good because there is a whole protocol we go through once we cross the rainbow bridge we have to figure out number one hey i'm dead And then we have to come to terms with that. And then we need to review why we came down and what we did and how we did it and why we did it and did we shrink or did we grow and what things can we cross off our list. And once we make peace with that, we start a process known as returning to our cumulative soul. And then we can hang out in Nirvana for as long as we want before planning our next cosmic space adventure. But you see, if you're stuck on Earth, that's not going to happen, is it? And you are going to get weaker and weaker and weaker. And it's not fun, I assure you. What else do we have in the fishbowl? Here's one from the Taco King of No Fixed Address who says, Ani, what is the most heartbreaking paranormal encounter you have ever practiced or you have ever experienced? Well, Taco King, that's a tough one because as previously discussed, Ghosts are out of sync with their surroundings and therefore generally all, they're all traumatized in one way or another. So I guess I'll go with this one because um, this was interesting because there was more to it than I originally thought. So here's the story and I'll, I'll try to keep it brief. I was asked to clear a property in a remote location and it, uh, the property belonged to a husband and wife living in a remote rural area the wife died in the home after a battle with severe depression and of course it broke the husband's heart um there was nothing suspicious about it you know these things happen the day before i set out to clear the property which was several hours away from my home base i tuned into it remotely as i always do to see if anything weird was going on and as soon as i made the connection a gorgeous blonde woman appeared, uncommonly beautiful and not in the traditional way. I would say she had 1940s movie star looks and she was really striking, um, not a face she would forget. And she spoke to me. She said, you can visit in astral form and check things out and that's OK. But watch yourself in person tomorrow. It's not what you think. And then she left, which always annoys me a bit. You know, when they do that, please don't just show up with a cryptic message and then leave. I mean, honestly, darlings, it's rude. But whatever, you know, I have no control over what they do. So I did the astral journey and found an unusually large ghost population on the property. Only one of them wanted to talk to me, which is unusual because ghosts are very chatty. And this chap said to me, we are doing what we can. But we can't really help much. And again, thanks for nothing, my ghost buddy. So my astral journey, I would say, was a bit confused. I was fixated for some reason on a large bright orange sofa. And I couldn't quite make out why critters were consciously avoiding certain parts of the grounds. You know, it was several acres. I thought to myself, you know, good enough. um, You know, um, it's going to be okay. And I never go to a clearing alone. I always have a driver. Sometimes a student comes along and another party not coming on location with us has the address, you know, my intended route and time, the clearing and all of that. You know, people, if you do this work, safety first, always follow those guidelines because the dead are not really a problem, but the living can really get you into trouble. You know, so anyway, back to the clearing. My driver and I show up. We meet the husband, pleasant chap. We check the place over and explain to him the process of clearing. And, you know, I say to him, where's the orange sofa? And he looks surprised, very surprised, because he had sold it last year. "Hmm, I thought that's very interesting. Why did I see the orange sofa if it's not there anymore? As I walk around the house, I see the photo of the very same blonde lady who visited me the night before. It was his late wife. She was a Scandinavian beauty. I told him about my vision and asked if there was any reason he could think of why I should watch myself on his property. Well, he could not. And my senses told me he was okay. So I go about my clearing and it goes well. And as I get to the perimeter of the property, I am filled with a sensation of sheer terror. Now, I am a dark arts specialist, and I am familiar with the sensation of terror. So I regrouped, and as I did so, a group of women came into view, but their forms were distorted. It reminded me of those hokey B movies, the horror movies cheaply made and not very good. It looked as though the women had been dismembered and had tried to put themselves back together and when they saw me they looked relieved but their despair was such that i knew something terrible had happened here and i needed to move them on as soon as possible because they were losing the battle to preserve their life force so i did my thing and i called in angelic delta force and we got that taken care of and i proceeded with the rest of the clearing and all went well when all was said and done, we left the property and we had lunch with the owner. I recounted my tale of woe. All the while, I wouldn't say I was nervous, I don't get nervous, but I knew he was not the type of man to commit such an atrocity. But, you know, all the while knowing I have been wrong before and possibly will be wrong again, um, do I really want to open this can of Wiggly Worms? After all, I thought to myself, um, the women and all the ghosts who were trying to console them were safely in heaven and the property was at peace and that dreadful orange sofa had gone away. But I had to know, I had to know if he was the murderer, because if he was, I can't just let it go. I would have to do something about it. And it turns out, thank you, God, it was not him but a neighbor who had long since passed. He, the neighbor, would drive into a town, you know, a couple of towns away from his home and convince working girls to come home with him. And whether or not he had sex with them is not known, but what is known is this. He killed them, chopped up their bodies and fed them to his pigs. So your question, Taco King, was what was the most heartbreaking thing I have encountered in the paranormal world? I would say this is right up there in terms of heartbreak, because if you had felt what those girls were emitting, um, it was all you could do not to turn into a puddle of poo. And this may not be number one, because there are still some things I cannot talk about under confidentiality agreement, um, with people who will hurt me if i break that agreement um it may not be number one but it's definitely in the top five the despair the terror that um exuded from those poor unfortunate girls it is not something you forget in a hurry shall we take another one how are we doing for time i think we'll be okay all right let's do it let's do it let me have a little sip of this drinky here it's very nice actually oh I've been experimenting a little more with strange and exotic uh, things, um, and I want, to, I want to share some strangeness with you. All right, let's shake up the bowl. Shaky, shaky. This is from Carmel, who asks, have you ever met an alien face to face? I don't mean in astral form. I mean human to human or alien to alien or humanoid to humanoid or humanoid to Arcturian. I get it. I get it, Carmel. I get what you're trying to say. Thank you. Right. Yes. I have, and probably more times than I can consciously remember, and and that's always for a good reason. But my notable conscious memory encounter is as follows. Late one night, many years ago, here in my home office in Wilsonville, Oregon, I was enjoying a cold beer and playing something on my computer, a little game like Brick Breaker or something, when I felt a presence behind me and I turned around to see two male humanoids. They were about five, six, not slender, but not exactly rotund either, and they were wearing some sort of one-piece boiler suit. And the conversation went something like this. Hello, I hope you don't mind our visit. You are on our list. Oh, hello, I said. What list is that? Uh, the list of people we can visit who won't freak out. Oh, OK, then I said, I promise not to freak out and <laughs> polite, slightly nervous laughter from, you know, yours truly. Um, so, uh, gentlemen, how may I be of service? We ate cranberries today. Really? Wow. Um, that's interesting. Uh, did you enjoy them? Oh, yes. They are so tart, it made us pucker. Ah, I see. Um, we humans usually add a little sugar to those. Uh, do you not have cranberries on your realm? We have berries and fruit, but they are not tart. This was an exciting experience for us. Your world is so full of contrast. Being here is, how shall we explain it? like being in one of your cartoons. It is real, but in a strange way. I see. I I said, can you explain that a little better for me? I understand the cartoon analogy, but do you mean we are comical and need to have captions above our heads? Confused looks from the aliens. We did not mean to insult you, madam. No, no, you did not, not at all. I am far from insulted and I am delighted by your visit. But if you could clarify the statement about the cartoon, it would help us with our growth. Aliens looked at each other uh, for quite a while, and you know, I knew at that point they were in telepathic communication. And then they looked at me and said, By cartoon, we mean you have the bold strokes, but you are unrefined. You do not see your potential. You are not refined. By ignoring your cosmic roots, you live as caricatures of yourselves. That is what we meant. Oh, I see, I said, and I agree 100%. And then they were quiet, but smiling. And, you know, you get these little awkward silences. And I said, I didn't know what to say. I had a couple of beers and it was a long day. So I said, I have a can of ocean spray cranberry sauce in the kitchen. Would you like me to get it and open it up and share it with you now? Or perhaps you would like to take it home with you and have it as a snack later. And they said, that is most kind, madam, but we decline because we are not permitted to take anything back with us. Well, thank you um, for letting us visit and please stop drinking that beverage. It is colonizing your system with harmful yeast. Um, Exciting stuff. Yes. I mean, you meet aliens and you want to talk about... Life, the universe, and everything, but they want to talk about cranberries and the fact that I shouldn't be drinking beer because it's bad for my stomach. Let's take another question um, from the fishbowl before we move on to whatever else we might have time for. Um, This one is from Glenn, who lives somewhere in Washington state. And Glenn asks What effect does alcohol have on one's perception of paranormal phenomena? Does it attract bad juju? Is one type of alcohol worse than another for attracting entities? Well, a jolly good question. How shall I answer this? Um, Glenn, the short answer is, well, yes, of course it does. It affects everything, not just paranormal perception. But it depends on how much you drink, why you drink, and how it generally affects you. Enjoying a perfectly mixed cocktail... Sipping slowly and savouring the experience, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, feeling a slight warmth from it, a mild, gentle, pleasing buzz, that's all okay. A nice glass of wine with dinner, that's something to enjoy. But if you're in your right mind, you don't need to be in a radically altered state. But if you're not in your right mind, but you're depressed or for whatever reason you are in your ego programming, that is a different matter. You will want more and more until you reach a certain level of numbness. And once you are there, you might as well go to bed and withdraw from society for the entire evening, for the night, because, you know, in that state, you are of no value to yourself or anyone else. Anything, alcohol or other substances, anything that radically alters you is cause for concern and should be addressed. The ones that will attract the bad juju, you know, these disruptive entity attachments, those that happens to people who don't like themselves much. If you drink to drown yourself loathing, you will have attachments. If you drink to indulge your victim mentality, you will attract entities. If you drink to quell your anger instead of resolving your emotions, as would a functional human being, you will attract entities. It's common sense, really. As to is one type of alcohol worse than another for attachment, I get this question a lot. The variety of beverages available to us today makes it almost impossible to generalize. Back in the day, I might have said, well, gin and cheap vodka, they're the worst. But today, we have dozens of exquisitely prepared and perfectly distilled options. We have come a long way from bathtub gin and wood chip vodka. My general rule is this. Buy the best you can afford learn which mixes complement it, and buy the best mixes you can afford. And stay away from sugary stuff, stay away from sweet cocktails, because sugar, refined sugar, is by far the most dangerous substance commonly ingested today, especially in the USA. This nation has an abnormally sweet palate. Glenn, I don't really want to spend too much time on this, but The reason you drink and not necessarily what you drink is the cause for concern when it comes to entities. A functional human, somebody reasonably happy, in a good mood, in a good space, can enjoy a whiskey sour, even one made from well spirits, God forbid, by the way, um, and be just fine. You know, he doesn't need it. He wants one to enjoy it. There's the difference he doesn't need it to change his space he simply wants to enjoy it that's a huge difference and to all those people out there who cannot manage their consumption and have given up drinking alcohol well you know good for you for recognizing your achilles heel and taking steps to be better versions of yourselves um you know i have been through periods in my life where i drank a little too much um You don't have to give it up altogether if you can get to a functional place. But if you feel you can't, then huzzah for giving it all up. But here's the thing. There are many, um, I don't want to call them designer, but very well made and non-alcoholic botanical beverages available today. And they are really very yummy. So you don't have to give up socializing with your friends because they enjoy a drink and you can't partake. And many bars now, you know, they carry these botanicals. And if your local boozer hasn't yet carried one, ask them to do so. And they will. They really will. Because guess what? They cost the same as real booze. So the bar won't lose money. You will. But the bar won't lose money. And what you get, you get to regain your dignity and your social awareness. And you get to keep your social circus, um, social circle. It was a circus when you were drinking heavily. It's a circle now. So huzzah. And I'm I'm gonna drink to that. So cheers everyone. Mm. So I just gonna tell I'm just gonna tell you a little something. Um, there are many of these botanicals out there, they're not all created equal. I enjoy them these days because I drink very little. Um, for, for many reasons, weight is definitely one of them. But I can highly recommend two products for you, and I'm not endorsed by these people. One is called Seedlip, S-E-E-D-L-I-P. It's about $32, the same as a price of decent tequila. And you will enjoy it. Um, it's got oak bark and lemon peel and grapefruit peel and cardamom um, and pimento berries and all sorts of things. It's, it's a light herbal flavor. And you can you know drink it on its own if you want, but a little bit of club soda or tonic water is also very good. Um, It's very very complex and very yummy. And then the other one I like is called uh, Ghia. That's around thirty to forty dollars, and that's sort of a mixture of riesling grape juice. yuzu fig zelda flower orange peel lemon balm um it's refreshing slightly bitter it's got citrus notes Um, and you can just enjoy it on the rocks and sip it slowly but if you do drink alcohol this makes a very nice mixer with it so please don't give up on all of your lives if you're not going to drink anymore well good for you but you can still go out and meet your mates just make sure you go somewhere where they have these botanicals so a very big thank you To all the martini heads who wrote in today, thank you. We started this show primarily for quack, you know, to give you, the people, an opportunity to discuss all things metaphysical without judgment or weirdness. Now I see that time is flying along. So let me get to the wizard's gizzard where we share a spiritual ritual that you can make habitual. And because today's theme is paranormal. I would like to share with you a quickie method of clearing the energy in your homes or businesses and of course the best way to clear property is to call me because i'm fabulous at it but if that won't work use my i'm fine with nine method do it once a week and as needed and this is how we do it first of all open all the windows and get the airflow going if you can't open your windows get some fans you need airflow then find something to make a noise with It can be a drum, it can be bells, it can be a trumpet, it can be pots and pans with wooden spoons. Let it all stir up, make a lot of noise, and then let it settle. Then find the still point of your property, which is the spiritual center of your property, and do the following. For nine breaths, invite the golden rain to saturate the place and wash it clean, and really feel that rain. And then for nine breaths, invite the golden breeze to come and refresh the place. Really smell the petrichor, really buy into this. And then for nine breaths, invite the golden sunlight, the golden illumination, to flood the property with golden rays of light. And when you're done, use your chosen incense or aromatic or essential oil, hydrosol, or whatever you like to sniff, And go to each area of the property and give thanks for the clearing and smoke it and affirm that your home and business is an oasis of golden light and, you know, also a beacon of light for the hood. And then finally, go back to the still point, give thanks to all that is and declare the past is gone, all wounds are healed, the glory of God is now revealed And you can personalize it according to your faith-based or cultural preference. You can sing, you can chant, you can dance, you can eat tacos, you can ring bells, whatever. And once you finish the ceremony, you can leave the property and walk back in immediately after or later and walk in and reclaim your property with an affirmation in your own words. You know, something along the lines of this is the house of love and light and mutual support where teenagers don't drive their parents crazy, whatever you want. Or this business is successful and respects and honors the needs of its customers. It's very important that it's in your own words. And if you want a, uh, you know, me to send you an email of that little quickie clearing, please do so. Just send me an email at arnie at arnieabadistian.com. And I will be happy to do that. But you clean your house once a week, probably. You should also energetically clear it as often as possible. And a quick reminder to visit my website, arneavadition.com, to keep up with my classes and events, and also to sign up for my monthly newsletter, Monthly Messages, which goes out on the first Monday of each month. It's short, it's sweet, and like me, it's full of buttery goodness. And if you feel that your social circle has shrunk to the size of a little dime, <laughs> as most of ours have, and if you want to hang out with other free thinkers, you can join my Telegram group, Ani Mad Shaman Abadishian Chat. We come from all walks of life, but be advised, we are patriots committed to restoring the republic. It is a social support group for people who know how the world works, so if you don't believe there's a deep state, or if you believe the government cares about its citizens, you will feel like an odd duck bobbing along in a strange little pond. Um, There are many groups where you can discuss whether or not globalist cabals exist. My group is not one of those. It's for people who have already figured it out. The chat channel is open 24-7 and we have a voice chat meeting every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific time just for social chit-chat and mutual support. If you are one of the newly awakened and have realized that almost everything you thought was true is a lie, welcome to the game of life and how to play it. We are happy you joined us. If you're challenged by connecting the trillions of dots you have recently discovered and you want sane, sensible answers to your questions, may I offer a solution? Get your friends together, if you have any left after your awakening, and sign up for a mentorship program with me, and I will happily fill in the gaps for you. And if you'd like to explore that alone or with a group of your making, send me an email and we can chat. And now, my darlings, I think it's time for a silly little poem or a sweet little poem, because after a long day's shamaning, I like nothing better than coming home, putting my feet up, making myself a nice cup of tea or a small drinky poo, and writing non-peer-reviewed, very bad, but occasionally brilliant poetry. This one's a sweet one. And since we're doing paranormal, I have chosen um the one that is titled Charlie Was a Medium. So here we go. Charlie was a medium. Most of his friends were dead. The one still alive thought Charlie was a bit strange in the head. But Charlie didn't mind much. He knew it frightened people. A frightened mind can't handle truth. It just bleats with the other sheeple. But Charlie had a special gift and a solid reputation. On weekends, folks lined up to see him from all across the nation. I've lost my precious wife, said one. Oh, how I miss her dearly. Charlie smiled and with soothing words described the wife quite clearly. Don't grieve, she says. You'll be just fine. I've left some dinners in the freezer. Defrost one hour and bake for half. You'll be okay, my lovely old geezer. "'That's what she called me,' the man cried out. "'I'm her geezer, and she thinks I'm lovely.' "'I know,' said Charlie. "'She's right here. "'She's floating right above me.' "'We've lost our Auntie Ethel,' "'a family cried out in despair. "'We were on holiday in Mallorca, "'and she seemingly disappeared into thin air.' Mm. (laughs) "'Hmm. "'She's not dead,' said Charlie.' I think she pulled a fast one. That handsome waiter at your hotel? Yeah, Ethel's run off with the local Don Juan. My doggie died, a child cried. His name was Dickie Devon. Don't worry, Charlie answered sweetly. He is safe in doggy heaven. Do you know, he watched last night as you filled his bowl and asked him to come home. His body is gone, but he promises this. He will never forget you and the love he was shown. Charlie was a medium. He could speak with the deceased. His voice of sweet compassion gave many people peace. Isn't that a lovely poem? I think it is. And guess who wrote it? Yes it was me. (laughs) So very shortly, I'll be putting together, I've I've been saying this for three years, but it really is going to happen. Uh, Very shortly, I'll be putting together my book of really bad, but occasionally brilliant poetry from a mad shaman. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. And as soon as that is published and out, I will tell the entire world about it. Now, my darlings, I wanted to read you a little something um, from Glenbeck's Common Sense. Uh, Glenbeck writes good books. Um, a short passage uh, entitled The First Step Out of Our Comfort Zone. And it's, you know, very apropos for today. The fastest way to be branded a danger a militia member, or just plain crazy, is to quote the words of our founding fathers. I imagine that this is because words have consequences, and the words and ideas that those men shared were indeed revolutionary. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. It is not time to dissolve the bands that connect us to one another, but it is time to dissolve the political bands that separate us from one another. Even if we disagree on politics, the phrase, I am an American, is not just a collection of words. It is the embodiment of an idea, one that has power only because we the people give it that power. Somewhere along the way, we've forgotten that, so we feel small and helpless as our country drifts away. Perhaps what we need is a reminder, a reminder of who we are who is really in control, and most important, a reminder of how we got to a place that bears less and less resemblance to the America we remember from our childhoods. Let us start by doing what we have been trained for so long not to do. Let us declare the causes that unite us. Ladies and gentlemen, the day for Democrat, Republican, and all that BS has gone. We are going to lose this country to new world order which is a Luciferian construct, if we don't get up off our asses and take action every single day. And the very simplest thing that we can do is turn off the television and not buy into the mainstream and join with each other grassroots at local government level, at social clubs, etc. When all this is said and done, because I actually don't believe we're ever going to lose this country because America has a sacred purpose and the divine will not allow this country to go down. On the other side of this, we will not have any more left and right wing. Oldest stricken in the book, and it's all bullshit. We will have one American assembly of citizens of high moral standing that will do what is best for America. And we will never lose our national sovereignty. I'm getting a little emotional. Uh, let me have a little drink. Hold on. Ah. Mm. To be honest, I was getting a little emotional during the, um, the poem about uh, Charlie the medium. But I kept it together because I tried to be a professional. And then just reading the Founding Father's words, it just set me over the edge. So, my darlings, I think before I burst into tears and embarrass myself, let me finish my cocktail because that always means the end of the show. And I will say I love you all. I hope you enjoyed listening in as much as I enjoyed recording it because I had a blast. Today's real-life cocktail was, wait for it, the ghost that lingers. And here's how you make it. Take one ounce of Pernod, which is an anise-flavored aperitif, and then get a split of your favorite champagne. I'm using Moet Chandon Imperial because, you know, it's good quality, it's nice and crisp, and it's always available in split size. So you get your champagne flute, And you pour the peinot into the champagne flute and you swirl it around so that it coats the sides of the glass. And then you top it off with the champagne and then you sip it. And it's lovely. Yes, it's different. And if you don't like anise, it's not going to work for you. Um, But, you know, I'm Armenian from Cyprus and England and all over the world. And my roots, we drank a lot of ouzo. So I love that flavour. So it is different. But enjoy it. And try something different. Get out of your comfort zones. Now, remember, folks, cocktails are great if they are an occasional treat. If you use top quality ingredients and take the art of mixology seriously, one drink is all you need. I'm Arnie, mad as the day is long, Avedissian. This was a Metaphysical Martini, a production of Cosmic Reality Radio, to whom we are most grateful. <coughs> Until we meet again, my darlings, turn off your televisions, veto the ego, and above all, let the spirit inhabit the human. You have been listening to The Metaphysical Martini with Ani Apadesian, The Mad Shaman, a production of CosmicReality.com.